Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We know that we're not doing a lot of episodes. It's not a whole lot to talk about, but Thomas, let me bring you in because I do think we have an entertaining show for these guys. So how you doing, buddy? I agree with you, Robert. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think we definitely have, you know, a little bit to talk about. There's a little stuff going on. Obviously, we can't get to spring training. We can't get to the WBC fast enough because as soon as that hits, you know it's the next thing is opening day and we're back and ready to rock and roll. Yeah, we're going weekly right now and it'll pick up, folks. It'll pick up when there's more things going on. But there's something picking up for me, Tom. I saw this. I've seen it before. I saw it the other day, but I saw it again today. Different websites are posting it, but it was right-handed pitcher from the Yankees, Michael King. Never heard of him. Never heard of the guy. And listen to what this guy said. So I, I tweeted, I, all I did was quote tweet it. And I put, what is this guy smoking? Okay. So he said, I think if we face the Astros, when we were rolling through those May, June and July months, I think it's not even close. We were by far the best team in baseball. So if you remember me saying this, the Yankees were on pace to have this amazing record. And I think they messed up their mojo by tweaking the team too much. They had a good team and they tried to make it better. And I think they messed up the chemistry. And somehow, probably with injuries, that this team turned into a team that won or lost based on what 
Aaron Judge did. That's that's what they were. That's what they turned into. So I was, I saw this, so I quote tweeted it, and I was like, the Astros and the Yankees played seven times in June and July, two of the months this guy's talking about. We won five of those games. And I think someone said two of those, they won at the end. So I don't know what this guy's saying. We had we no-hit him in June, the combined no-hitter. And then we had that doubleheader in July. And we beat them both games. What is this guy smoking? Why would he why would he say this? <laughs> so let me let me go back. So if you if you I, I think you probably saw the quote. But I actually saw the video. He was recorded saying this. So there was there was a video clip of this. And he started out by saying, you know, hey, uh, I think I think the question that was posed to him was, you know, was the work done in the offseason enough to beat the Astros? So that was the question. That's how he got started. I don't think he just, you know, got up that morning and go, you know what? I need to tell the world that. <laughs> so he was asked the question and he said, look, there was a combination of injuries and there was a combination of maybe doing too much of the trade deadline that he thought was a hindrance to being able to beat the Astros. He said when they were rolling at the height of their powers, he didn't think anybody could beat. Him. So I don't think it was a, it was a direct shot at the Strohs. I think it was more, you know, trying to have a positive outlook. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent with you. I wouldn't have said anything he said because in those seven games, the Astros never trailed those, those two games, like you said, were walk-offs. So for him to question the ability of the Astros. Now I understand you have to have that mentality. No, we can beat those guys. He can't, he can't, you know, can't do the, the, the Pedro Martinez call them my daddies. He can't do that, you know? So for him, I'm sure going into the season, he feels that, Hey, the additions they made are going to be enough to get them over the top. However, that team last year, he probably should have just tipped his cap and go, look, we didn't have what it took. Those guys had our number at every point and literally dominated us from start to finish. Did he actually, actually mention the Astros, but what he just mean? said they were, cause he just said we're the best team, right? He didn't, did he say like we would have beaten the Astros? Well, the question was, did, did they have enough to beat the Astros? Oh, okay. I don't think he just went out there and just put that in there. He was asked specifically about the Astros. So I understand why the comment was the way it was. I know if you, if you got it out of context a little bit, it would look like he was just picking a spot, you know, they're the world series champs. People have to ask, Hey, do you have enough to beat the Astros? Because you're not getting past them. You're not winning nothing. The Yankees story franchise. They're basically the, the diehard fans are basically World Series or bust. They're not okay with, you know, an ALS, uh, you know, appearance. That's not enough. So it's always going to be win the World Series for them. So one thing I would say is if he's saying we were the best team at that time, he's not really lying because they had the best record. And I, and And I believe we said it on this podcast. I was like, I think they did too much. I mean – you have the best record in baseball and you, you tweaked it and I think you overdid it. And, uh, I don't know, but this, I just don't get it. He I mean, spoke if, to that. 
he actually talked about, hey, the trade deadline kind of threw us off a little bit because they traded away a starter. They did some things. But, I, you know, that's the pressure that the Astros put on them. You know, the way the Astros beat them between the no-hitter and just the dominating fashion, they felt like they had to do something. When so, they faced the Astros, that's when they that's when they started well, going well, down. They after faced they got the Astros- no hit and then after they got swept. That's when that, start, the wheels fell off. But that was right before the trade deadline. Yeah. Trade deadline's July 31st. Yeah. So it kind of coincided. So for them, I could understand where it you could probably say, made them do too much. Exactly. Oh God, we got to do something. We have exactly. the best record in baseball, but we can't beat these guys. Let's overhaul the whole thing. And we haven't beat these guys in years. It's not like a this season thing. They 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 struggle with the Astros for the last few years. So you only get one shot at the trade deadline to make moves to try to improve your ball club. I mean, it's tough. And people, you know, there's fans out there. When are the Astros going to get off their butts? When are they going to do some, like, chill out, buddy. We're good. So let me <laughs> ask you this. What have you heard about Brantley? There was a story about him. I believe it was on the 30th of July. It was kind of an update on him, and he said he was going to be swinging in a few weeks. And today is, what, the 5th? Somewhere January. The... You said July. I said July? January. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. beginning of January. <laughs> or January 30th. That's when, the, that's when the story came out. But the only thing I've heard is they had that Mr. October golf tournament for Reggie Jackson. That's got to burn the Yankee faithful that Reggie Jackson is with the Astros. And he said something about Pena that, that rubbed people the wrong way. But he was there. Michael Brantley was at the golf tournament, but he didn't play. So it still looks like kind of what we predicted from the beginning, that if they go get Michael Brantley, he's really not going to do anything until spring training. And they interviewed him, and he basically said, there's a plan that I'm following, and he's he's, he's been, been swinging, but he hasn't faced live BP. And I think that was the next hurdle. Face live BP, then play a... Uh, uh, spring training and then see where he's at because you can be in the cage all you want until you're actually facing, you know, somebody on the other side trying to beat you. It's probably not the same until you're actually in a game environment. Probably not the same different kind of adrenaline, that kind of deal. So I think those are the things that he said kind of outlined. Now I think, will he be in spring training? Yes. Will we know then, Hey, he's ready. Hey, he's not. I think so. I do too. So, so I wouldn't worry too much about Uncle Mike just because I feel like he's a luxury at this point. Like this, this lineup just is so potent. And even if he's not ready to start the season, say he needs another month. Okay, no problem. You put. I was thinking uh, the same thing, Tom. You put Jordan out there. You put Hensley at DH or whatever, and you just rock and roll. I was thinking, you know what? When I was writing this down, even if he's not ready for another month, at least he's still going to be there and it'll give us time. It'll give some other players a chance if there's maybe two people that is fighting for a spot. So it might even be beneficial if he's not ready. There's always a silver lining, but he's definitely going to be a, if you look at it, he's going to be a great addition. Because if you look at our World Series team and you throw Michael Brantley in there, wow. If he's 
if he's what he was, we're going to be really, really good, buddy. And for me personally, he could have a setback. He could go all the way until July, if you ask me. And that'd still be trading for a 300 hitter to play left field in September and October. For yeah. me, all I care is that he gets right. The, the, the proof is in the pudding. You've seen what uh, Michael Brantley is. You do, they do not call this man a professional hitter for nothing. All you know, you're going to get great at bats. Whatever it takes to get him to October. I mean, this team, the way it's constructed, health, in my opinion, is the only thing that can deter them. I mean, granted, another team could get incredibly hot, but I feel like they got better, you know, with Jose Abreu and now potentially Michael Brantley. Their lineup's longer. It's better. Let's talk about some more players. You brought up, before we start recording, the TriStar uh, Houston Collector Show, and Big Poppy was talking about Framber. Share a little bit about that. Yeah, so they had like a uh, – I saw it on Twitter – it was, uh, I think it was Channel 2, Mark Berman introdu- uh, interviewed him, and they asked him about the Astros. They asked him about Hunter Brown. He said he loves to watch Hunter Brown. He said this is a young, up-and-coming electric kid. They asked about Framber. He basically said, if, if I was the Astros, I would give Framber Valdez a 10-year deal right now because he is so talented. He's so young. He loves to pitch, and that guy is just going to go win you ball games. And then he talked about the Astros and he basically said that this is a dynasty. I mean, when you look at what the Astros have been able to do over the past six years, there's not too many teams at their height of their powers that can say they've had this level of success. So for, for, you know, a national media member like David Ortiz to speak glowingly of the Astros that way, it's, it's awesome. For me, it speaks volumes as to, as to how respected what they're doing is because that guy bleeds Red Sox red, you know? So I'm sure that's not something he wants to say. No different than when Derek Jeter was interviewed at that at that Mr. October thing, and he had to talk about the Strohs. He was begrudgingly the whole time. You could tell it was like, man, I'm just tipping my cap. I really don't want to be that guy, but just tipping my cap. <laughs> he also mentioned something about Chaz. Right, right. So Chaz was there signing autographs. Uh, Mark Berman interviewed Chaz. Chaz basically said what I think the masses have thought all along, and that is the center field job is his to lose. So he's going into spring training with that job to be the guy. And he's excited. He he deserves it. I I agree. He's excited. He knows what this team looks like. He knows how uh, important his role is in it. And he's looking forward to an amazing season. I hope he does well. He's got the chomp. He's got the body print in the dirt. I know the fans love him. The fans love him. There was another thing about Yuli that the Astros wanted to bring him back, but Yuli wants $3 million, and they said that uh, that's kind of not in their budget. So Miami's backed out. I don't know if Yuli's coming back. If he is, he's gonna. Have to, he's not going to get the $3 million that he wants is what it looks like to me. I don't know. I, 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 wonder, I wonder how much... $3 million really matters in the grand scheme of things. I wonder if the Astros are looking at other opportunities and they're basically saying if nothing else pans out, because I Dusty's pining for him. And the one thing that I will say about uh, Jim Crane is that Dusty has had his ear for a very long time. And if Dusty wants something bad enough, I believe Jim Crane will allow it to happen. 
I wonder where Dana sits on this, the, the Dana Brown, the new GM, but in interviews so far, he's saying, we're looking at a bunch of different things and, you know, we're going to make the he's saying all the GM speak, you know, best for the ball club, this and that. But I think in the end, if we get to spring training and Yuli's still out there, I feel like there's a better chance that he's a stroh than he's anything else. Yeah. Unless provided, of course, somebody gets injured and then he's waiting in the wings to fill in for somebody who is going to be out for an extended period of time. Do you think that extra roster spot on the 40 man has anything to do with Yuli? Maybe they, cause they have $3 million in the uh, luxury tax. They have it, but maybe there's somebody, somebody out there. Maybe there's a deal that they're trying to make that they're either trying to make it and they don't want to use the roster spot or the $3 million might interfere in the budget they're trying to set or maybe they're leaving some room, you know, for a for a big offseason, I mean, a trade deadline move, I don't know. I read a rumor that they were they were looking into a trade for Salvador Perez. I do not know what there there, there was no talk of the players involved or anything like that. And I don't know if the rumor was even substantiated, but Salvador Perez has been one of the best hitting catchers and fielding catchers in baseball for the last five years. He's played in Kansas city and played for some really bad teams, but his numbers have still been very good. And if you add a bat like Salvador Perez to this lineup, Mm. look out. But I wonder, I wonder if that's a possibility that that's in the works. Um, I hope that if nothing happens, I would absolutely, if that roster spot is just sitting there, and Yuli's available. I hope they just make it happen. There's, there's nothing wrong with bringing him back into this clubhouse. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So speaking of Kansas City, I wasn't going to speak about this, but I just saw it. that They were bringing back the all-powder blue uniforms, which makes me think of Bo Jackson climbing that wall and 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 uh, George Brett getting all mad about the pine tar. So that's pretty exciting. I wish the Astros had a uniform like that. And we're going to talk about uniforms later. A powder okay. blue one, a powder blue one, Tom. But let's go. I'm going to go back to this. When when you said Big Poppy said it's a dynasty. If if you consider the Atlanta Braves of the 90s a dynasty, which I do, I don't know how many times they won their division and how many times they did this and that, but they only won one World Series. So we went four out of six years. Definitely a dynasty. And you can put it over the Braves now, in my mind. Absolutely. I think the only reason that people like hesitate to call it that is because of 2017. 2017, for a lot of people, will always make all of their success an asterisk to them. Like that was like the beginning of, you know, the snowball and all of this is now a product of that. And it doesn't make any sense to me because I think by now we are to the point where these athletes have proven that that while it did help some people, the guys that, that, that rake, they still raked. Jose Altuve didn't just become a bad hitter because of the sign selling thing. You know, Alex Bregman didn't become a bad hitter because of the sign selling thing. Like Carlos Correa did not become a bad hitter because of the sign selling thing. The guys that, that, that were getting it done are still getting it done. So for me, it should, it should be to the point where we're like, okay, we're done. We're done holding this against them, holding it over their heads. Let's call it what it is. These guys are great. I think some people are. So let's jump to this. There's a, there's a guy that makes videos. He's called the King of Juco, the King of junior college. And I guess he's always making like these videos about bragging about how good he is. And I'm starting to see videos of him taking at bats against major league baseball pitchers. And his most recent video was with Forrest Whitley, who we have been waiting for seems like six years or so. It's been a while. And he said, if you watch the video, I'll try to tag you in it. But he's like, what is that? What was that? And, he, you know, and the guy's just blown away. And he said he's one of the filthiest pitchers that he's ever faced. So for people like you and I that are looking forward to some Forrest Whitley, and we talked about him, let's move him to the bullpen so at least he can get on the field. That's a good sign. I mean, it's the king of Juco, but it's a good sign. I don't think anybody can – or I don't think anybody that scouted Forrest Whitley – can deny the uh, the upside and the talent that he has. I believe at, at one point at the height of his power, he was like the number one prospect for the Astros. Uh, elite pitching uh, repertoire, just couldn't stay healthy. Elbow, shoulder, all those things just couldn't stay healthy. So I think the recent discussion about him moving to the bullpen to maximize his potential is, is a great thing. And there's been plenty of pitchers that have that have started out as as starters that just couldn't hack it and became elite elite relievers. And I think this could be the sign of another elite elite reliever. And how awesome would that be? You know, every like you said, 
we've been waiting for Forrest Whitley since, you know, he was drafted number uh, in the number first round. I think it was like 25, 26, something like that out of San Antonio. And it was like, this kid's going to be great. And he looked just like uh, Garrett Cole. Like, this is Garrett Cole 2.0. We've been waiting, 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 waiting. Yeah. And now this may be our shot to get him to where he should be. So I'm I'm hopeful. Just think about it, how we got Ryan Presley. And I guess we got, what, one, two, about four or five, maybe four deep. The, the nine inning guy, I mean, the closer, the eighth inning, the seventh inning, and you throw four. If, if Force Whitley turns in to what we think he's going to be, and you have him just coming in when somebody pitches bad, or, I mean, it's it's going to be amazing. If he if if he turns out to be as good as he should be, and he's in that bullpen, that bullpen is deep because it's already the best bullpen in baseball, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, I think we're a little biased. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would say the Phillies with, you know, they're the Yankees fans are saying they have the best bullpen and the best rotation. And there's no way (laughs) they're so full of themselves for someone that hasn't done anything in a while. They, they, it's again, as a fan of your club, you want to say those things. Now, at some point you have to prove that and they've proven to be very good. They've never proven to be the best. So every year is is new, right? Every year, best rotation, best bullpen. We'll see how that turns out when they mm-hmm, get we'll out see. there, you know? Yeah. Uh, so far, there's question marks for a lot of those guys, and the Astros have proven it. All right, on one recent episode, we were talking about – we've actually, like, brought it up twice. Why – when they have like the flashback weekends, I still don't remember what it's called. Why don't they wear the flashback jerseys? And what I found out is you can only have four jerseys, but they also let you have the city connect. Now, I don't think every team has it, but that's why. And I don't know if it's because someone said this because they switched to Nike. And that's why it was, because we used to wear quite a few jersey combinations. And so we have the white, the gray, the blue, and orange, plus the City Connect. Is there any one of those that you would want to lose to get one of these retro uniforms back? This is probably not going to be a popular comment. People might think I'm crazy, but I would get rid of the white. (laughs) <laughs> to go with the 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 rainbow ones the 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 one with the shooting star i guess i would i would do that i feel like the whites just kind of it's okay you're talking about the tequila sunrise yes that that's the old one that i i would bring back i'm talking about just the you know the plain white one the the home white i would i would get away with that i w- i was looking at this and someone on online they were actually talking about it and someone said the gray, and some guy's like, we can't do that. That's the only jersey that says Houston. And they, they're not going to get rid of the orange. Nor should they, they. they. They can't get rid of the blue because Framber likes them. So I was like, the only real choices is white and gray. And I thought the same thing you did, Tom. I was like, if you want the tequila sunrise back, they can be your home jerseys. You don't need those. 
or the ones with the rainbow on the sleeve, the one Jeremy Payne was wearing in that video. I think any one of those is better, but that's why, folks. That's why they don't do the flashback uniforms. All right, I got to move along, Tom. We got our warning there, but I don't know how much we have left. All right, so I have this. This is kind of simple, I guess. Top players in each position. This is from Major League Baseball. And uh, Jordan and Altuve are on there. And they're both first team all MLB, so it's kind of silly that they wrote this story, in my opinion. Uh, well, each... I think it's I think Go it's ahead. to outline some of the other players, you know, yeah. guys you may not know. Okay. But, uh, I mean, those guys deserve are, are so deserving of the, that recognition. The story is meant for every team, and it's nice that we have two guys. So other teams that hate us, they're like, two Astros, boo. This one I want to talk about, too. And this I'll, I'll let you a- answer this question. Each team's projected home run leader. Who's your pick? How many do they get? For each team or just ours? Just Astros, Astros. Astros. We don't oh, have time Jordan. to go over all 30. It, it, it's Jordan. It's not even a question. Like, I would like to tell you that it, Kyle Tucker would push him because I think that's who's going to be number two. But it's Jordan for me, and it's not close. It's probably going to be in the 40s. I would say 45 sounds about right. And I think Tuck will sit somewhere 32, 33. So they predict him to get 36 homers. They, they said he will be the leader at 36. But I also saw this today. He averages 43 home runs every 162 games. So it looks like it all depends on how many time, how many games he plays. But over and under, if it's 39 and a half, I'm saying over. I think Jordan gets 40. And I, and I really feel like we're going to see, and this is maybe just me being a homer or whatever. I'm okay with that. I really feel like he's going to have a really special season. I think he's going to have a better, uh, healthier season unless something else gets him. You know, we were worried about his legs and because he had the two knees scoped. Then he didn't have any leg issues. He had the hand issues, and now he's had an offseason to deal with the hand issues. His swing's so smooth and quiet. I think if it's not going to be the legs and it's not going to be the hands, he's probably going to stay pretty healthy. Unless, you know, obviously something freakish happens playing in the outfield. But if they're going to be able to play him at – DH 50% of the time. I think you're going to get a lot of Jordan Alvarez that way. All right. Here's another, I got a couple of fun facts, little things to tell you the most home runs in major league baseball history by the first letter of your first name. I got the T for Thomas and I, or Tom, sorry. I called you Thomas again. T for <laughs> Tom and R for Rob. I love doing this to you. Who do you think? is the home run leader in Major League Baseball history with the name that starts with either a T or a R, if you want to guess. The last name or the first name? The first letter or the first name? First letter. Like Y would be Jordan Alvarez. Ooh, um, a T. Pretty tough because we know everybody by their last names. But you have a really awesome guy. Lefty. Played in the old days. Who did he play for? He played for the Red Sox. The Red Sox. And one of our players was his nickname, was this guy. Oh, uh, uh, 
Starts Ted, with, Ted, uh, Ted Williams. Yeah. 521. And mine, you have any idea who mine would be? I would have never been able to guess this. But I can remember who, the steroid. The steroid. Who, who do you play for? The, mostly the Orioles is how I, I can see them. But also, uh, I would say the Rangers later. Um, in his, Orioles, Rangers. I can see his face. He was in steroid he, gate, had a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rr, rr, with well, an it's, R. it's 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 uh Roberto, right? Rafael Palmero. Rafi Palmero, there it is. So I got one of the steroid gate guys, and you got a legend. And Ted better Williams. be lucky than good. <laughs> okay, we just did the Hall of Fame, and this is somebody's tweet, or they they posted something. Players with 400 home runs and 10 gold gloves in the history of Major League Baseball. Willie Mays, Mike Schmidt, Ken Griffey Jr., all in the Hall of Fame, and the other one, Andrew Jones. I grew up watching Andrew Jones, one of those swings that's like uh, a little different. How he's not in the Hall of Fame blows my mind, and I'm not a Braves fan in any sense of the, the word, but they, they got that wrong, in my opinion. But that goes back to what we talked about last show, show before last, with the Hall of Fame and how they're so biased and he'll get in when they want him to get in. Like, it's so dumb to me. Uh, Andrew Jones is a Hall of Fame. I agree. The White Sox won the American League Championship Series in 2005. Not a year that we love as Astro fans. They only used their bullpen to get two outs. That is an amazing stat. Sucks for us. I mean, <laughs> I'll never forget where I was. I was uh, in the military. I was doing a, uh, it's called a Mobex, where you like pretend that a chemical attack happened and you like do all the things. You wear a gas mask like all day. And I only actually got to see like one of the games while we were eating. And uh, yeah, it was tough because it seemed like everybody that was there that was local were White Sox fans. We were at Alpena, Michigan. And uh, <laughs> I was this little Lonely Stro fan over there. And we're getting beat up. All right. I saw this made me laugh. The Mets to hire Carlos Beltran to the front office. He's leaving the Yes Network. What's wrong with New York? I don't know. I think I think it's hard to hold it against just him now. So I think the Mets always wanted Beltran because Puerto Rican, uh, along the same lines that, you know, we're, we're, we're doing great things with our Latin guys, you know, reaching back into the community. I think Carlos Beltran would do that for the Mets too. So I think that's why they made the move. It's just like, you know, they fired him because of it. Now they rehired him. Something like we talked about with the Astros, like would they ever hire AJ Hinch or would they ever hire Jeff Lunau? No. And we always say no because it just feels wrong. Well, the Mets basically said, we don't care about none of that. We'll hire him. Yeah. All right. The last thing I have for you. I put a I put a, a poll out there just, just for fun because I was kind of curious. Which Astros player would you most like to have a beer with? But I only gave four choices. So you don't have anyone out of 30 or out of 40 or however many you have. But I put Alex Bregman, McCullers, Stanek, or Maldonado. It looks like I shouldn't have put Maldonado 
but I guess I was thinking for myself. And when I looked at this list, Tom, I thought right away that I love Maldonado, but I went with Stanek. Oh, for me, it's Breggs. Are you kidding? Bre- Breggs looks like a college kid who would, who would beer bong, would like chug, would, would shotgun, all the things. Like Alex looks like he parties. He's over there in Mexico or something right now. Look beautiful where he's at. Alex Bregman, 33% of the vote. Tom, you are uh, with the majority. Lance McCullers, 31. Very close. I, would, I, I think he would I think he would be just as as interesting to have a beer with. Yeah. But I think Bregman is the guy you want at a party. Like he's the the set off guy. He's he's making that thing go. And then Stanek, 28. So you got 33, 31, 28. Real close. And Martin Maldonado, 8%. I guess he just doesn't <laughs> look like a fun guy. But anyway, Tom, we have one minute left. If you have any final thoughts. Um, well, I I don't have much. I think we're getting closer to baseball, and I'm looking very much forward to that. Uh, we're almost there. Stay with us, folks. We'll get there. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to check out the bullpen. It's live on Spotify, Apple, and somewhere else. I don't know. I have to do it all manually, Tom, but we recorded our first episode with Debbie. We'll be making another one probably tomorrow. So tune into the bullpen. Google it. Search it. It's out there. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.